right. Thank you, John Bertan, once again for your music intro. Uh, we can't hear it here, but we know that that little clip exists, and uh, we uh, appreciate that uh, drum drum solo or uh, whatever you would call that um, bass beat. Uh, we have uh, Timothy Cashman out on the East Coast in Virginia, and uh, Brian Kanan. Uh, here on the West Coast um, in Marin. And uh, we are talking about the uh, Big Sur Marathon. Took place uh, April 30th. I think the start time was about 7 a.m. Website is bigsurmarathon.org. It looks like kind of costly, 265 if you're a U.S. person, 299 international. And there's a two, $215 Monterey County person uh, entry fee. Management, blistering pace race management out of Napa. Uh, looks like you get a medal and a shirt. Is that right, guys? That is correct. Swag. I'm just trying to cover all of the, um, <laughs> the basics before we start talking. Uh, yeah, we, there, we ended up doing, Andy, a... Uh, it was like this charity bid um, that helps out the the youth of of Monterey County, and so yeah. it's basically double double the price of the oh. uh, the cost. Yeah. So okay. if you if you spend, I think we spent each close to about five hundred, but it's for a youth fitness uh, charity program in Monterey County, and uh, it it guarantees you entry into Big Sur, which uh, Brian and I after we put a list of races that were bucket list. Um, we circled this one and we want to guarantee entry. So uh, hence, um, hence the extra fee, but it's going to a good cause. Nice. So the, the, the f- money raised goes all to the charity and then the, um, the marathon just gives you an entry. Is that yeah. Um, you'll pay the the marathon entry uh, fee, which is about uh, two sixty five, as as you said, uh, and then there's an additional, I think, uh, about two hundred two fifty maybe uh, that goes to the charity itself, uh, okay. and that is I that is your um, that is your donation. You can of course uh, I believe uh, raise more, um, but that is um, that that is a uh, guaranteed entry into the race. Otherwise, uh, you would um, have to go into a lottery system. Okay, sounds like a a good way to get into this uh, race. It's a pretty good size. I I had no idea. I was on the website today, and there was five thousand ninety. Does that sound right, uh, runners, guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. Go ahead, that's Brian. about right. Yeah, that's okay. that sounds about right, considering the day. Yeah. And I don't know, because we're not really going to get into the other ones, but there's a 21-miler, an 11-miler, a 5K, and there's relay teams. Um, were those all held on the same day, guys? Uh, yes, they were. And do they – yeah, curious how – what's the start like? Is it everyone <laughs> starts together, or are you guys the first ones to go, or – it's, well, it's it, yeah. go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, basically, you get bust out of the Monterey Carmel area at around three thirty in the morning. So, I think anyone oh who's gosh. doing either anyone <laughs> who's doing like the twenty-one miler or the eleven miler, or I even think the twelve k are getting shipped down to the start because it's like 
you're on Highway 1 and um, you have to get down there. And there's only one way in, one way out um, on that road. So if you are doing the 21 miler, for example, you have to go to the actual start. Then you have to jump onto another bus that'll take you to the 21 miler spot start, which is five miles ahead. So um, and I think the, the same goes for the 11 mile or et cetera. So oh. we, we basically, yeah, it's it's a pain. A lot of logistics. Yeah, that sounds. So you have one way to go south from Carmel. Is that do, does anyone is there any other options on the on the southern start? uh the the starting line to get there um i believe there were uh it was not something i paid a lot of attention to uh but if you were staying down there there were some um options i think people would camp or spend the night uh in one of the campgrounds close by uh as brian said you know we had to be on a bus at 3 30 in the morning which meant we were getting up at 2 30 so Maybe those folks got a little extra sleep than we did um, of getting up so early for, for this. And and they do they close the one for you guys to run? Yes. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, they do. They do. It's it's closed yeah. to get down there, and then yeah, and then six hours from when the start is, uh, whatever the time is. I think seven a.m. Then it's it's open or it's closed up until I guess I would say one p.m. and as it rolls up. Wow. So up the coast. Yeah. At first, I liked the sound of this race, but now I, I'm not so sure with the uh, 3:30 getting up and the um, the the logistics to get to the start. And then it is good that it starts at 7 a.m. So it's not going to get hot uh, probably on your run. Um, it so so the other the other thing we can just jump into talking about whatever. Uh, I have 2,500. Uh, or excuse me, 2,182 feet elevation, uh, what is that, gain, 25, 28 elevation loss. So there's a slight lower elevation uh, than the start, uh, but it looks like there's some some hills in this thing. Uh, we had Ben Bruce from Flagstaff uh, of <laughs> 236, 59. Yeah. Um and we had Ann Flowers of two at 256. And I also looked up, where was the records? Yeah, Brad Hawthorne in 1987 ran a 216.39, which is ridiculous for a course like this. And Svet, Svet, uh, Svetlana Vasilieva, I don't have the year. Sounds like someone from the Eastern German, I don't know, the Russian side. Uh, 24134. So pretty impressive um, <laughs> records. Uh, and then there was some relays, a lot of re- funny relay names. Uh, I don't need to go through all those, but <clears throat> looks like um, that sounds like a fun way to do it with with like a group of people. Uh, there's different categories for there's a master's category, an open category, and men and women uh, on the relay side. So, um, yeah, what, uh, so, so I'll let both of you just kind of go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we can start Andy and say, well, how we know each other, how Tim and I kind of know each yeah, other yeah. and how we, sure. how we kind of got into all this stuff. So, um, Tim, you can fill in the gaps here, but Tim and I have known each other since high school. Um, so over 30 years. 
yeah, over 30 years, where um, we uh, graduated from Marine Catholic in, in uh, 93. Um, and then um, we just kind of remained friends ever since. But um, I think uh, I think as we got older, we just kind of picked up running. I think, Tim, you may have started running first before me. Um, I started picking up running in the late in the early 2010s um, as kind of something to do. Um, and then I started picking up marathon running and training. But I know, Tim, you've probably been running at least five to 10 years kind of before me um, in kind of that that avenue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I picked up running around maybe like 2004, 2005. Um, as just you know, I was I was going to the gym, but I was kind of getting bored, just lifting weights, and um, started with a a 5k, and a 5k became a 10k, and next thing you know, I, I sign up for my first marathon, which was the Marine Corps Marathon, uh, uh, close by here in Washington D.C. and um, yeah, I, I Brian and I remained uh, in touch and. Um, Brian, I think you ran your first marathon. I think it was with the San Francisco Marathon. And um, yeah. we just started, you know, sharing tips and sharing advice. And then uh, uh, about eight years ago, we both ran the New York City Marathon. Um, and then I think I don't know how many races we've done together. I want to say about eight, nine, maybe, uh, you know, some halves, uh, but some marathons as well. And it's just now become kind of a thing where we meet somewhere once a year uh, to do a race. And, um, this year happened to, to be, uh, to big, to be big, sir. And, you know, hopefully, uh, well, I hope, uh, but we're already signed up for CIM, uh, in, in December. So Brian's been after me for many years to, to run that one. So, uh, a lot less flat than big, sir. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there at uh, CIM with you guys. That's a, that is a, a fast one. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Uh, so, so, so can you tell me, uh, you said about eight years uh, you did New York. Uh, mm -hmm. What other um, races uh, have you guys done? Let's see. We did New York in 15. We did um, Honolulu in 2019. Yeah. We did, wow. we did Chicago. Oh, Chicago in 17. Excuse me. Yep. Chicago in 17. And then um, LA. LA. We, LA. Yeah. LA, LA in 20. 21 that was kind of the first race post pandemic and these are all fulls right all full marathons yes yeah 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 so wow, this is this is such a good idea um to especially the distance you know you guys are far apart gives you a, a something to work towards and then yeah it sounds like a lot of fun yeah, my my next race goal on the East Coast is is to try Marine Corps, so I'm gonna look to try to sign up for that one probably the year uh, next year. So. And what time of year is Marine Corps? Uh, it's Tim, usually the last weekend in. Yeah. It's usually the last week weekend uh, in October. Uh, usually right around uh, Halloween or so. Okay. Yeah, I'm a I'm actually a Marine Corps veteran uh, myself, so uh, I was in the Marine Infantry. I should uh, I should put that one on my list. It's a good one. I mean, it was good for me as a, as a start. I mean, of course, you uh, for a first marathon, and uh, you know, of course, you're running through DC. You're you're running past the monuments. You're running past, um, you know, all, all sorts of, of things. And then you finish at the um, Marine Corps Memorial um, uh, across the river, uh, which has the you know the iconic um, statue Iwo, uh, Iwo of the Ojima yeah. Memorial, yeah. So and the, and the, and they the volunteers uh, many of them are Marine Corps um, 
you know, um, the volunteers are, 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 from, are from the Marines. So they're pushing you along towards the end. So especially at the end when you're trying to finish, they're really, you know, yelling at you, you know, cheering you on to finish. So that, that, it's a great, great, great marathon. Cool. So um, what's your, uh, for Big Sur, um, I guess, what, what did your training look like uh, for, bo- for both of you guys, like leading up to it? Okay, well, I'll start first. Yeah, I'll start first. So um, I, I usually kind of follow, um, honestly, Andy, I, I follow like this runner's world um, marathon guide. So I've been I've been doing this uh, four hour pacing um, training plan, although I can't hit every run, especially during the week. Um, I try to um, at least get in three to four runs during the week. Um, the uh, the speed workouts on on it are pretty pretty good, um, except it, it's so hard to squeeze in this time. The, those that runner that runners world plan I'm doing has almost be doing like seven to eight to nine miles um, of uh, like speed work time. So that that's just that's not going to work. I work in finance, so that's not going to that's not conducive for me. So I, I tend to cut that down a little bit. And then weekends I do a long run, um, either Saturdays or Sundays, mostly Saturdays. Um, that's how I kind of kind of do things. Yeah, it's I I have two kids and a pretty busy schedule myself, and it's like yeah. I I think that's the challenge as like a you know adult with <laughs> with responsibilities is yeah. finding the time. Uh, I I ran at six a.m. this morning, a little after like six fifteen, so I could be done by seven, so I could you know start the day. <laughs> um, yeah, how about you, uh, Tim? Yeah, so I've been using um, a uh, training uh, app or training tool from New York Roadrunners. Um, I've been using that one for years. Uh, for Big Sur, I try to add in a little more um, weight training uh, and strength training and um, tried to find uh, whatever hills I could around the Virginia area. It was certainly nothing like in California, um, but tried to do some hill workouts, tried to do some speed workouts. Um, and, you know, similar to Brian, you know, I have a family as well. And with work, you know, I try to fit in as best I can, um, usually ran between four and five times a week. Um, and then just built up my long runs, um, did a couple of races, did a 10 mile or did a half, um, was pretty pleased with those results and thought I was looking pretty strong for, for big Sur. Uh, but as I, but as I'm sure we'll get into, uh, that did not turn out to be the case. So, so I do have a question on both of the plans because I've been I've been looking at how I lead up to a race like and I and I get really into it and like mm-hmm. I get generally I'll do 12 or 16 weeks and I'll have you know what I'm going to try to achieve for each week. Did you have uh, a time like lead up and and was it and what was the length of that lead up? Or, or was it just I'm gonna keep the, you know, I'm just gonna slowly increase my pace. Like, what did the the uh, runner's world plan look like, and and what did the uh, what was the other one uh, look like? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I think Tim did New York Red Runners, but yeah, yeah, New York runners Red Runners plan. Um, yeah, it starts off kind of what did I what I want to say? Maybe 18 week program. I think on the top of my head is is what it is. Um, starts off. Uh, at about 10 miles as your long distance run um, on the weekend. Um, 
during the week, it's a variation of uh, intervals or uh, speed workouts. And then another one is going to be like some sort of tempo run of some sorts. Um, for me, I'm, I'm personally like a, um, you know, my probably my fastest uh, mile is maybe, maybe around 6.30 to 7. So you know, if you kind of like work your way up, my, my tempo mileage is probably around a 9, 8.30 to 9. Um, so, yeah, it does gradually kind of build up into kind of longer distances over a week. I think if I was if I was to be true to the plan, I'd probably be running 50 to 60 to 70 miles per week. But uh, mm-hmm. I think because of my schedule, Andy, I could probably only get to maybe 40, 40 that's to 50. Per- is 40 kind of, is pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of miles. 40. Yeah, it's hard. Is it, well, this hard this time was actually harder because I got COVID in the beginning of it. So, um, you know, <laughs> I was out of commission for probably about a month. Um, I, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. COVID really knocked me out right i think i mentioned it in my boston yeah. thing yeah, yeah i was completely done <laughs> for for a while <laughs> i'm still i'm still kind of not there um you know it's just it it lingers it really does yeah. uh so on new york city uh mm-hmm. roadrunners is it ny is it nyrr or new york nyr yeah yeah uh what did they have you what was their plan um, for a marathon yeah, very similar to Brian's. Uh, you know, I did an 18-week program, um, and what they typically do is there's a couple of weeks just to try to find, you know, where you're at in terms of fitness, level of fitness, and you start progressing. You you basically kind of do three weeks hard and then one week recovery, uh, or you'll use that down week for a race. Uh, and so I would take that through, you know, up until I did ended up doing two 20-milers, doing two long runs, but built-in time for to do a 10-miler and to do a half, which actually I was kind of had fun with. It It broke the kind of the monotony of, of running. And, you know, I found out or had kind of forgotten that, you know, training run is one thing, racing is something else. Uh, sure. And you just find that, you know, your, your adrenaline is much, much faster on, on training. And just for me, it was kind of like a, a pulse check as to where I was in terms of level of fitness and what I could potentially do in, uh, in Big Sur. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know how you guys are, um, post race, but I'm always, you know, if everything works and you're like, Oh, I got the time I was shooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people don't have time, which is fine. They, they have, but I'm very time fixed. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily say it, but I do have a time in my mind. Like I, I want to hit a certain time. If you don't hit it, then you're, you, I mean, at least I think, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. What was the what was the diet, mm-hmm. sleep, uh, training plan or part that I did wrong? And I, I think most of these plans are very similar. You know, they they kind of uh, they have your long runs, they have your base, they have some speed work, uh, they have your taper at the end. Um, if if it's and and then they have they'll have like tempo runs or they'll have like yeah. long and easy. They'll have uh, uh, I know McMillan calls it prehab, which is basically cross training. You know, some some uh, core strength, some upper body strength. Uh, there's a lot of that on on the plans I follow. But so let's jump ahead a little. Let's talk about 
so Tim, you're on the mm-hmm. East Coast. Yeah. What was? Did you fly in like the day before? Yeah. Or? Um. I, yeah, I flew out that Friday um, to San Francisco and uh, drove down. And um, you know, it's always nostalgic to be back in the Bay Area uh, whenever I, uh, I come 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 home. Um, and then, yeah, I drove down to, um, went immediately to the expo, um, at the Monterey, um, conference center, convention center, rather, um, great expo. I, I thought, you know, they, they had some, they had some, a lot of good, uh, vendors. Um, you know, as you said, we get, we get the free t-shirt, um, but some good swag out there, uh, as, as well. Um, so is it a then, big yeah. expo? Like, like, uh, it was, it was bigger than I anticipated. I, I kind of, you know, I thought it might be on the small side, but, um, I was, uh, pleasantly surprised. But so they have the uh, what the wall, you know, for a photo ops where you or, or, or uh, something. I don't remember. Oh, with the uh, they had the wall for if you had contributed to the charity that Brian and I mentioned earlier. But they also um, and I'm sure we'll mention this when we talk about the race. They had um, uh, the piano player uh, who is sits at the uh, opposite end of Bixby Bridge, which is about the halfway point. Um, and he has been playing the Big Sur Marathon for years and years, and he's just become a fixture uh, in that race um, as as you cross Bixby. And, and when I crossed um, uh, a little bit behind Brian, uh, he was playing Chariots of Fire on his piano. So um, yeah, I don't remember what I don't Brian. I don't know what he was he was playing for you, but but he was also at the expo there. So the, you know, a lot of people were getting uh, selfies with him. Wow. So I didn't mention it, but the first running of this race was 1986, mm. and uh, looks like there was about 1,800 runners. So, so quite the history it goes back a ways, uh, and it's on a Sunday morning. I didn't yes. mention that. Sunday yeah. morning, April 30th. Um, so that sounds pretty good. You get in on Friday, Expo on Saturday. Yep. Uh, you're staying in Carmel, or you're staying like in Monterey? I was I was staying in Carmel. I had just a little Airbnb, um, not too far from where I had to get to for for the bus. Uh, so I was just right 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 close. Everything was very close by. Any any tips on logistics for lodging on the finish line? Um, in terms of the finish line, I mean, um, I think just the vicinity uh, where you are in Carmel versus the finish line. You're you're very close to all the major hotels. I think you're just uh, you know a quick Uber ride, a quick car ride away. So that that that, that it, it was. I would just say um, you're 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 in a great area. Um, I, I chose to do an Airbnb just because I wanted a little extra space and um, you know cooking my own food. I could save a few dollars there, and so um, I was just yeah a little more comfortable. But Brian, I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah. Um, let's see. I I came in on. On Saturday, uh, obviously I'm closer, so I can I don't I don't have to to contend with coming in on Friday. But I came in on Saturday, met Tim over at the expo. Um, I like to do a shakeout run, so I I did one by myself, kind of in the Monterey area um, before the expo. Expo's nice, Andy. It's great, probably great boardwalk. Did you run along the bike path in Monterey? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's down, a down. great like. I want to say you can. It's a really nice like 10, 11 mile. You go out like five or six miles and then back into downtown Monterey. Uh, I've, yeah. I've done that a few times. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, went down to the um, uh, the aquarium and back. So mm-hmm. from from the old fisherman's wharf down to the aquarium and um, yeah, and then I ended up doing the the pasta dinner 
uh, with another friend who was there. We the pasta dinner sponsored by the by the by the Big Sur Marathon. So that was good. Um, a lot of food. Uh, I think worth it probably for forty bucks, but it's uh, it was it's uh, like good selection of food and stuff. It's, it's all pasta though, so nothing like nothing too crazy. So so both did both of you do the uh, pasta dinner? No, I, I I I don't know about you, uh, Andy. I don't know about you and Brian. I'm I'm a, I'm I get a little tense the night before a marathon, so I want to make sure everything's laid out correctly. <laughs> I I know where I have to go, so I just prefer to be by myself. So I just I'm, bought some pasta at a Safeway, and you know I just I'm sat awful. There and, I'm like yeah. so nervous. <laughs> like it's just better that I'm on my own. And yeah. yeah, I'm just so t- tense and uh, yeah, I have everything planned too. I, I usually bring, you know, bananas and bagels with me. I bring my oatmeal for the next morning. Um, the night before is, is like something light, something vegetarian. Usually, you know, I'm not going to do like something really heavy, but uh, yeah. Was it curious, Brian, are you, was it like a meat <laughs> sauce or like something that you probably wouldn't want with like a bunch of oil or grease. Oh, it was it was they had like some steaks and you know. And, uh, <laughs> no, they, no, really? it was okay. no, no, no. Okay. Uh, you know, it was probably like I was laughing because I was thinking about your last. Con- I was listening to your 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 other show. Where you were just kind of joking around about the types of food you were going to eat for Boston. Um, so um, no, this one was just kind of like red sauce, marinara sauce, things like that. Yeah. You know. Uh, nothing too crazy so yeah smart yeah keep it keep it light i yeah i don't know i think it was maybe it was in the 90s or early 2000s but carbo loading and people like so so just do what you normally do you don't stuff your face and eat tons of food right before a marathon no 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 way yeah no way (laughs) yeah okay so saturday sounds pretty uh pretty chill you guys are in town in Monterey. Carmel's right next to Monterey. Uh, Got to get up super early. That must not have been a, a good night's sleep on Saturday night. I I got a, maybe four or five hours. Yeah, you know, I was I I, I kept uh, my when when you set your alarm for two thirty in the morning. That's not that's not a common. Tr- it's not a common thing I do. So I kept waking up and, you know, staring at my clock and be like, all right, it's 1145. Okay. Okay. It's, it's 1215. It's one. Yep. And so, and then finally it goes off at two 30 and you're like, all right, well, I got to get up. So it's, it's, that, that it's, was a little strange. Yeah. It's uh, you have to get up at five and it's like, okay, it's 442. I have, okay. It's 452. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sounds, sounds familiar. Uh, Brian, did you sleep? Yeah, this, uh, this is n- not really. I mean, I, I closed my eyes at nine, and then you know I was waking up every two to three hours trying to um, trying to get ready. And then, um, gosh, it was. Uh, I, I was thinking to myself as Tim, as you were saying that, I, I have an alarm clock. I have an, an alarm on my iPhone that says race day, and my race day um, alarm is four fifteen. So this is actually I had to set it earlier. Than my race day alarm, which I don't usually do. So, um, you know, if I have it, if I'm doing a race, I always set it for like 4:15. That's kind of like my go-to time, as you were <laughs> both kind of saying. So that's that's kind of thinking. So about that. I'm curious on the logistics. Is it possible if you like you had a spouse or somebody with you to drive to the start 
and then no it's it's only um you you've got one option and that's to take the buses uh so okay. uh they they are very very um i mean when i when i was at the expo they were very adamant that i knew that uh, okay. i knew where to go to catch the bus okay you have to yeah. have a you have to have a paper ticket and um i think from what i heard they actually ran out of tickets for people in the downtown Carmel, Carmel area. So then they actually had to go where, where Tim was staying at the, the middle school um, outside of the city, the downtown city proper. So I guess if you're if there's not enough, then you're going to have to move to a different spot or drive to a different spot to catch that bus. So, so actually comment on CIM. You've done CIM, right, Brian? Yeah. So the the bus, this was the last time I did CIM. They the and I don't know how it was a, a Big Sur, but they didn't at CIM. They did not have like a um, corral to get on the buses at all. It was just like mobs everywhere. And um, I've ran into this a couple times uh, where if it's not a corral, then people just kind of get on the bus and then you're you keep waiting and waiting. And it's definitely adds to the stress in the morning yeah. to get on. Did, did they have a good system? to get on the buses to go to the start? I think it's just tickets. So yeah. I, they collect they the tickets at my side. So you have to yeah. get a ticket at the expo. Yeah. And then. Oh, but the, yeah. the, the there wasn't like 10,000 people in a, a line to get on buses, right? No. Uh, no. Not in my case. No, go ahead, Brian. I think in my area they probably had two or three buses, Andy. So as I would guess, maybe oh, sixty see. people, sixty people at the most, seventy-five people at the most. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. so you have so an assigned it, bus with your ticket, or you have an assigned, you have a seat on any of the three buses or whatever other mm-hmm. buses they have in that area, but you have a seat, and they actually count it all out. So mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of buses if you have yeah. you know, five thousand people or and you have to move them all 20 you know probably 30 miles or whatever the distance is uh yeah that's a logistic are they school buses just curious they are they are school buses i would say for uh i'm about six two so the leg room was something to be desired uh on my ride um but but i'll i'll say uh, at the middle school they were actually not checking tickets uh they were just letting people on uh, and it sounds like, you know, when you contrast it with, with Brian in downtown, uh, there were a lot of buses, there were a lot of people, but the volunteers were doing a great job of lining people up and, you know, counting people as they went on the bus and a few extra seats, we'll get a few extra people on, and then they just started rolling, rolling us out. That sounds pretty good. So you get to the start, uh, about what time did you arrive to the start, uh, from the bus ride? It, um... I would say I got there around 4.30, give or take. But I, I will say this, Andy, you're, you're going along Highway 1, you know, which is the race course, and it's 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 pitch black. You cannot see a thing. And that was the one thing I thought, maybe I might get us some sleep. But I kept waking up going, man, this is like, I, I, I don't get car sick, but I just remember that ride being something that, that was a little more of intense of a bus ride than, than I would thought it was. Brian, I don't know if you were any different. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't sleep. That's just your ass. Okay. Yeah, it was, but, it was uh, pretty dark. Yeah. It was yeah. Pretty dark on them. Yeah. Place. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Andy. Uh, yeah. So we, we got to the start and then fortunately I was able to get a, because the, the uh, here's, here's another tip. Um, 
cell service uh, along Big Sur is is either slim or non-existent. And somehow I was able to get a text message to Brian to tell him I was there and I was in a certain spot. And luckily he was able to to, to receive it. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, that that's that's one one tip for anybody who's running Big Sur. And, and how about drop bags? Is there a finished drop bag? And do you, do you do that before you get on the bus or where, where do you how do the drop bags work? There's a drop bag at the start at the start location, so you can bring oh, okay. a bag with your clothes, your your post race clothes, and every, anything like that. That's there. nice. Yeah, Boston uh, and a lot of races don't have, and it's a security thing. They don't want to deal with some crazy person putting something in the bags, but that's um, that's nice. So you can be dressed warm. And what was the weather yeah. like at 3:30 in Carmel? <laughs> A little, little chilly. Okay. <laughs> it was it was a little chilly. Um, I, I they they had recommended layering up uh, when you got to the start. Um, just I mean, typical Northern California. It's you know it's it's chilly in the in the morning. Uh, that morning, kind of that morning uh, air off the uh, off the Pacific. Uh, so yeah, if there's um, clothes that you know you you want to uh, bring, layer up, and then you can donate. They have a they had a donation pile. Uh, that you could, um, uh, I, you know, you could drop off your clothes. So, uh, yeah, I was able to uh, take care of that. As or or very important, I was able to to donate a couple of uh, pieces of uh, clothing there. But would All recommend right. layering up. It it was chilly. And you don't need uh, throwaway clothes because you have the drop bag, which sounds sounds exactly. nice at the at the start. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So who wants to go first? Uh, maybe we could break it up. Uh, yeah, I, I think maybe Brian, break it up uh, into yeah. a couple sections. Sure, I think I think Brian. Uh, it looks like uh, Brian's gonna come right back here. But um, uh, in terms of the start, I mean, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's you know when you start off, you you started going uh, downhill. Um, I um, you know felt felt fine at that the start. I just wanted to get into my uh, get into my rhythm. Um, and about five miles in, uh, that's when you first see, uh, the Pacific, uh, you're kind of running through the redwoods, uh, up until that point. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian and I just, you know, we, we, we've been running a long time, uh, together. So, uh, we just both want to run our own race. Uh, and let's see. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, go up until that, it was, it was very much downhill and I was, you know, trying to not go out too fast. Uh, and then, um, Brian, I, 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 we were talking about the first part of the race. Um, the first part where I thought, okay, this race is going to be much different was about mile six, uh, because the wind about a 20 or 30 mile an hour wind gust hit me. And it was, Andy, it was like somebody just kind of smacked me in the face. I was like, where did this come from? And it was yeah, a headwind. So, yeah, yeah, you're almost going east to west. Yeah, almost. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at your Strava right now. Uh, we're, we're sharing it, uh, everyone. But uh, obviously, it's just audio. So, yeah, it looks like it uh, looks pretty good. One through six, pretty consistent uh, little drop, but not much on mile seven. Um, and it starts to point more north about mile, what is that, eight, eight or nine. Got some photos here. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that was just before um, mile 10, I believe. Uh, right, we were starting right in the distance there as Hurricane Point. Okay. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That's that's really it's iconic. Is this the start right here we're looking at with the yeah, uh, start? Yeah. Okay. All right. So so uh, yeah, walk me through. I guess the first half and the second half because I I can see see what might have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, do you want to talk about your your first half? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian, why don't, why don't you go with your first sure. half? I'll I'll switch over to Brian here. Sure. So. Um, yeah, I think the first half was pretty good. I think I I um, I think generally the first few miles, the first four or five miles, is kind of just kind of a rolling flattish type of run. Um, as Tim was saying, I think once you come to that bend uh, as you're coming out of the state park, when you you can kind of see, I think this lighthouse on the on the water side. Um, I don't remember the name of the lighthouse, but that's one that wind kind of hits you really good and um, I think from there, which is probably about mile five or six up until um, Bixby Point, uh, the Bixby Bridge, um, you're definitely kind of starting to feel the feeling the rolling of the of the hills going up and down. Um, I'm kind of looking at the Strava where you're showing me. So probably about mile eight or nine, you think you're kind of at the top um, because you, you do a slight little gain and then you go down to the bottom, which is probably um, close to... Uh, sea level and then starting at mile 10 yeah it is a big climb for about two miles up until um, the bixby bridge so yeah that, um, that's a that's a pretty that's the biggest climb of the whole race mile 10 yeah. to 12 that's a long climb uh you have a almost two mile climb at mile 10 yeah and and i think even hitting that climb so it's it's really for us it was really windy from you know mile six probably up until mile 12-ish, 13-ish, Tim. Um, yeah, yeah. That's when, yeah, that's when it was windy pretty good. I, I want to say, I was trying to look at the historical weather for that for that day, Andy, to see kind of what the weather was. But I want to say it was, it, it said it was only like maybe 12 to 14 miles per hour, but I it felt like 30 or something like that because, yeah. yeah well, well it, Stra Strava has it way off because Strava says it was 3.9 miles per hour. <laughs> and, and it says yeah. the temperature Strava was 50, lying. <laughs> 50 degrees, uh, perfect yeah. weather, no, yeah. no, no hills. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was definitely not three miles an hour. I, you want to put a, a, another zero on that one. Okay. So, so it was probably, yeah, I wonder where they get their data from because it's difficult on a, a race like this to take the temperature at the start because because in the, especially the Bay Area and something along the coast, you could be in the 30s and finish in the 70s, uh, especially if you're running inland, um, mm -hmm. and finish in the 80s. So, yeah, that's a that's a really tough one to nail down on the wind and the and the temperature. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. I was going to say on, on Hurricane Point, one of the things that I had been warned about ahead of time uh, was, uh, you know, on the because as you're, as you're going up, uh, they have, I think, two, maybe even three uh, false summits. 
uh, where you think you're almost at the top only to find out, no, you've got more to climb. Um, but one of the um, nice um, parts of, of uh, the Hurricane Point was they had a, a group of, of drummers um, that were about, I want to say the halfway point, Brian. Um, and that was a nice thing. I think, I guess that that's also another tradition of, um, of, of the race because uh, unlike others that I've ever been a part of, you, you had at least crowds at some parts of the, of the race. But yeah, obviously since you're on highway one here in um, along Big Sur, there aren't any crowds. So it's um, uh, that part was, was very unique. And then as we got, as I got to the top, the wind was really, I mean, they don't, they don't call it hurricane point for nothing. It was really, really pushing me over almost to the side of the road. I was, it was blowing so hard. Wow. So that's, yeah, I'm looking at the, if you, if you Google hurricane point, um, it doesn't, it geographically, it doesn't stick out. doesn't seem like it sticks out. Uh, compared to other parts, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does. So yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people were losing their hats and, and glasses <laughs> and things like that. So that's why I ended up wearing my hat backwards, probably for most of the uh, you know most of the race because of that. So a lot of hats were sacrificed. <laughs> oh oh, let's um, what about uh, nutrition and uh, the aid stations from uh, I guess. Like the whole race, are did you are you guys like carry your own goose or what? What do you guys do for that? Um, I I I kind of um, I started uh, using Martin. I think Tim had actually recommended this one to me, so I started using it. And actually, I know Kachogi uses that one, so um, I use that. But I don't like to use that all the time because I think it. I don't like eating too much goose and things like that. I I kind of uh like every four miles i'll do a martin and then i'll switch off to like you know a waffle one of those um those honey stinger waffles mm-hmm. or maybe some some nuts i, I like to eat something substantial uh, so do you carry just, it do you carry yeah. everything okay and and what yeah. did they have at the the aid stations they had uh both water and uh, i think they call it noom is the uh electrolyte uh drink they had um, okay. So the aid stations, I, I, they, they, they tended to run about every two or three miles. Uh, I think on other marathons, you might find them every two miles or, or in some cases like New York, they're every mile. Um, but the, there were fewer aid stations along this route. Yeah. So no, um, no, no, like solid foods at the aid stations, like uh, oranges or bananas or stuff like that. Uh, I can recall some people were passing out fruit. Um, I just, you know, was adhering to the uh, my, my rules, like n- nothing new on race day. So if I haven't had a banana on race day, I probably I, I'm not I'm going to be stubborn and, and not and not going to do it. I'll, I'll I, like Brian, I, I stick with uh, Morton's gels and, and water. That's what uh, I was using in training. So wanted to carry that practice over to the to the race itself. Sure. Yeah, makes smart. Um, so, uh, what went well, um, I guess pace wise or or whatever you want to call it or, and what did not go well, um, pace (laughs) or anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not, maybe I'll go first, Tim. I'm I'm not, I'm not the fastest runner in the world, but I was kind of, um, 
I, I thought I would be closer to four hour marathon. That's what I've been training at Andy, as you know, and mm-hmm. I thought I would kind of stick with that, but, um, I just think the, the first half Hills, especially hurricane point, and especially how windy it was, I was just zapped by like, um, it didn't hit me until like mile 17 or 18, but like, um, and usually I don't feel that way. Like the last couple of marathons, I've been feeling really, really good and really strong and kind of here, I think just because of the inclines and, and like, I started getting like probably, uh, tightness in one of my calves. And, um, yeah, so that kind of really bothered me probably for the last, like a uh, couple of miles, like the last like seven, seven or eight miles. Um, so, um, I would say the first half went well. And then the second half, I kind of fell off the rails, probably starting at mile, <laughs> mile 18. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm right there with Brian. Um, you know, the, the first half, you know, obviously uh, Hurricane Point is 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 such a challenge. Um, when I got to Bixby Bridge, uh, just over the halfway point, um, I you know I looked down and I thought, okay, I not as fast as I want, but I still I think I can finish with a decent time, but. Uh, similar to Brian, I, I think at that point, the hills had really taken a toll on my legs. Uh, the wind was still at that point kind of blowing a little bit. And by 17, I just my legs were just really spent. And um, what I what I found in the last the second half of the race, it's it's not as in, not as intense as Hurricane Point, but there are a lot of rolling hills uh, and they, they just started becoming, you know, tougher and tougher. So, so very similar to Brian at 17, I felt like, oh Lord, I think the wheels are coming off big time. And they were. <laughs> that's a uh, very familiar. It's, it's kind of, that's actually not so bad at 17 or 18 wheels falling off. It's, it's scary when it's like 12 or 11, uh, cause oh, yeah. you're like, <laughs> That's yeah, true. am I am I gonna finish this thing? Uh, and then in my mind, I'm like, well, if I start walking, uh, will I? You know, when will I? When will I finish if I walk now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that looks brutal, uh, Tim. I'm looking at your splits after uh, about 17, and uh, yeah, just looks really like a rough time. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I I I kept looking at my my uh, my Garmin and thinking, all right, well well maybe I won't get four forty five. All right, well maybe I'll finish under five. And then at, at some point, I'm like, we're just gonna finish the race whether you crawl, walk, or run. So just get over the finish line. <laughs> so uh, I did see a cutoff of six hours at the website. Uh, was that a situation like with cars and and how did they handle that with people that just couldn't do the six hours. Uh, you know, I think they did say something about they were, there's going to be some sweepers um, mm-hmm. there. I, I don't think we obviously saw any, but um, I think there was, I remember hearing about that or, or seeing that from someone out there, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it specifically, but um, I know there was a, that was kind of said somewhere. Wow. This is, this sounds like a really, really hard marathon. With the weather, the elevation, point to point, legit, it's yeah. beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yeah, uh, the it looks really like a beautiful marathon. But it's uh, yeah, I I didn't I I didn't think about the challenges uh, with the logistics so much and the and the wind, 
But is is the wind? Do you think that's abnormal, or do you think that's a normal thing out there? I'm I'm gonna say it's normal. I mean, the fact that it's called Hurricane Point. <laughs> um, to me, seems that it's normal, but I think, I mean, I did hear from a friend um, who also ran the race, uh, one of my San Francisco Marathon friends. She had posted actually on my Strava saying that she had talked to a grizzled veteran, and the grizzled veterans are the persons who um, who have done every race since inception, um, so since 86. So I want to say they're what, at, mile, at 35, 36, 37 now. Um, in terms of the event, but um, they they do a good job of of highlighting if you're a, a grizzled veteran. But somebody said that this was probably the windiest um, marathon uh, since year two, which I would believe, I guess, would be 1987. Um, so, yeah. Wow. So, what would you guys? Is there anything you'd do differently, or anything you'd recommend? That's like uh, for someone who wants to do this race. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, for looking back, I, I'm not sure what I could have done differently to get a better time. Maybe, you know, um, done some more hill work, done some more strength training, but you know, I had, I had run a, a, a sub, uh, 130 for a 10 mile. I had run a sub two for a half. So I thought I was in really good position to have a strong finish. Um, but you know, the, the that's, I think that's the challenge of, of big Sur is that it's unlike any course that, um, I've ever been a part of. So, uh, you, you know, one of the things that, um, about running that I love is that you're always going to get another chance. Uh, so there, there's always another race to run, uh, that, you know, you get to try again at. So but for big Sur, my advice is, um, you know, focus on completion because the course is going to be the most, it, it's going to be incredibly tough. Um, so, you know, not, not, not the day to go for a PR, you know, focus on your, your PR, frankly, ought to be on Big Sur itself. Um, so that, that would be my opinion. Brian, I don't know if you have uh, uh, something else. We, we may have, um, Brian may lost. have yeah, lost him there. Disconnected but, um, again. Yeah. But, but um, you mentioned, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I saw it's a Boston qualifier, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it probably just means that it's a certified course because who yeah. who's going to choose uh, a marathon with 2,500 feet of elevation yeah. For their for their qualifier. <laughs> well, they have um they they have the um uh, Boston to Big Sur uh challenge. I, I think you receive a special medal if you run Boston, which is about uh, two two and a half weeks prior, give or take. Okay. And as I we, we I I met up with Ryan at the end, and I was going to one of the shuttle buses back to the middle school, and I saw someone who had a Boston Marathon jacket on from. Uh, from this year and I said oh congratulations on on Boston and she turned to me and said oh my this this thing is this race was brutal and I said <laughs> and I sort of chuckled and I said oh tougher than heartbreak hill and she looks like and she's got this serious very serious look on her and she said this was 10,000 heartbreak hills whoa so wow. I'm just like all right <laughs> yeah that's sounds like a tough one um yeah yeah, just but, but uh, one to do, one one to put on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah. That's would, good you, stuff. would you? Would you? Uh, so I, I was quick to tell Tim probably on that day I I would never do this one again. <laughs> but like after like six hours, I thought about it, and then I said, oh, I'll do this one again. 
Um, so, you know, cause I want, I want to do better than the, than the, than the time that I had. So, so Tim, let me ask you. Yeah. Would I do it again? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to answer it this way. I, there are other races I would like to do. So that's my way of uh, not directly answering your question. I'll oh, put other okay. races, I'll put other races in, in, in there. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. That, that's but, such but, a, yeah, that's yeah, really hard as a runner because I, I know people get, drawn to particular races maybe it's the marine corps marathon maybe it's the dipsy maybe it's the boston you know whatever the the glamour you know it's that one race you do every year and then it's like Mm -hmm. before you know it you've done like 10 of them and then it's like wow there's so many races to do out there and there's so many places to go and it's a big world so uh yeah it's good to to do lots of different stuff Oh, sorry, Brian, you were going to say something? Uh, no, I, I think I wanted to ask that question to Tim, which he answered. So, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I, I, for me, I, I will, I will love to do that. I would love to do this one again. So maybe give me maybe about two or three years. I'll, I'll book to do this yeah. one again. I'll, I'll, I'll think it, about so. it, Brian. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I, I'd like to do this one. Um, April, late April, it's, uh, yeah. nothing really overlapping. Um, yeah, I think I might do it. I uh, I made the mistake of overbooking all of my 2023 too much. I think mm-hmm. I have like four marathon, marathon plus races, which is probably too much. Um, but I just get too excited, <laughs> and then I fill up my calendar, and then yeah, it's good. It's good to have like kind of a a block that it's like, oh, I can just do that without. Um, but then. Oh, doesn't this fill up also? So you have to register like six months out or a year out? Um, I, if memory serves, this one is a lottery. Um, so it, that, I mean, that's the one way to get in. But if if you got in through the way Brian and I did by also making a, a contribution to the youth, youth, youth fitness organization, um, yeah, I think um, Brian, we signed up in I think what October, November. It was early. It was pretty early. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even the summertime, maybe even it might have been. Yeah. So I would. Um, yeah. For anybody who's interested in running, I would just keep a keep a watch on the Big Sur Marathon website. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think we I think with that day when registration opened, we immediately jumped on it. Yeah, that's that's really good advice for people that haven't really done too many marathons is it's the calendar when it becomes open. Yeah. And then it's the, you know, obviously the calendar for the date. But um, yeah, there's tons of races. Uh, they're open for only a couple of weeks, and then they close right away. So right. Right. yeah, that's that's the first calendar item to add is is when you can register. All right, guys. Uh, anything we want to anything we want to add? Anything I uh, want to um, uh, memorable experience? Uh, I'll I'll add one one quick story. Um, it, it was uh, just during this race, I, I was I was getting close to the end. I think I was been about a mile and a mile and a half from from the end. And um, I, I think as any runner, as I'm sure you guys have experienced, you you go through those moments where you're like, why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. This is this is too painful. 
Um, but I was running, I, I was running, I came up to, um, two women. One was obviously a coach of some kind and, and another was doing one of the relays. I think it was a five mile relay. And, um, I could just tell she was, she was struggling. This was kind of her first race. And, um, but I overheard her coach saying to her, you know, Hey, there are plenty of people right now who would give anything to be in your position. Either they don't have the physical capability of running or, you know, they just um, they're not in that kind of, of fitness or they have a disability and you have this opportunity to to run. And I that kind of hit home for me on, OK, maybe I'm not getting the time that I want today. Maybe it's not the best running day, but um, I, I get to do this. I have the opportunity to do something like Big Sur. And so um yeah, that's that's one of the things I love about running is that, you know, I, I get to do these kinds of things. And that's what I love about working with uh, working with Brian to, to figure out uh, the next race and why I'm looking forward to CIM. It's a really good perspective to have. Um, even in our most painful moments on a race, yeah. Uh, yeah. we are privileged to be able to do these things. And that's that's really, really a good attitude. I like that. Yeah, that's nice, Tim. Good job. All right, uh, t- uh, Brian, you wanna anything you wanna add? Any anecdote? Uh, I don't. I don't have anything memorable like that. But I, I, I that, that was a great story. I, I think maybe just afterwards uh, to wrap it up, Tim and I met for a drink at Hog's Breath Inn, which is Clint Eastwood's old old place in uh, in downtown Carmel. So we got to take a picture with a cardboard stand-up of uh clint eastwood so good little spot it was fun um it was, it was good, good i don't think I don't, is clint eastwood he's still alive is he i don't think clint eastwood ever ran the big sur marathon i'm, I'm going on record for that yeah I, don't think so. <laughs> yeah I like that all right yeah. cool guys well uh, i'm gonna hit uh end here on the recording and uh yeah thank you thanks for uh chatting yeah my pleasure all right all right yeah we'll uh we'll definitely i plan to do a pre and a post for cim okay and uh i'm trying to make these useful for a you know random person out on the internet so they could like listen and be oh okay uh, you know logistics wise and stuff all right thanks everyone all All right. right take care have a great evening bye bye